1: marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons
0: this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is
1: a harsh lesson in business.
0: Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't
1: want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so
0: many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal.
1: Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason.
0: Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jet. It's amazing. Gibson on the return, near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30, hits the Jets, and he's gonna go! Just win it! Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson, game over. Allen has time, intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it, Allen. Tripped up,
1: he could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees
0: Hall! He's done it again! Lightning 62 yards for the touchdown, and he's sacked again by Quentin Williams. What a beast! Number 95 for the Jets.
1: Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like Jet One. And it's time to do some post-senior bowl stock reports, talking about some of the prospects that improved and hurt their stock coming out of the senior bowl. And so, for that, we bring in our friend who is the owner and founder of WalterFootball.com, Mr. Walter Cherapinski. Walt, what's up,
0: brother? Hey, not much, Scott. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I'm excited to uh, talk about the Senior Bowl. Um, it, happened, uh, it, it feels like a while ago now with the Super Bowl and everything that went on, and went on with that. But, uh, yeah, ready to dig into this uh, NFL draft content. And the draft is uh, slightly more than two months away, so it's going to be here before we know it.
1: So let's talk about some of these prospects coming out of the senior bowl. Some of the guys that are stock up, according to your guy, Charlie Campbell, over at WalterFootball.com. Braden Fisk, the defensive tackle at Florida State. Brendan Jackson, the defensive end from Washington State. Two big dudes, Brendan Jackson, 6'4", 266 pounds at defensive end, and then Braden Fisk, who's 6'5", and about 300 pounds. I'm guessing both of these guys are probably still going day three, but
0: probably a little higher on day three than they would have before, right? Well, I think Braden Fisk could go in the second day, uh, maybe even as high as the second round. Um, there's There's been a lot of buzz with him. I think Brendan Jackson's more of day three. I think you're right about that. But Fisk has really moved up. Uh, he's shown some really good uh, pass rushing potential. It was really impressive in the pass rushing one-on-ones in the senior bowl practices. Um, the, the one downside with him was that he measured shorter than expected. He was supposed to be six five. he measured in six three, but you know, not not gonna knock him down too much. I think like his performance in the practice has really spoke for himself. So um, it sounds like uh, NFL personnel are really excited for this guy. So he's uh, one of the major winners of the Senior Bowl.
1: Some cornerbacks to talk about Kyrie Jackson from Oregon, Willie Drew from Virginia State. Carlton Johnson from Fresno State
0: yeah uh, Willie drew was uh i feel like um, someone who got a lot of attention at the senior role because came in as someone from Virginia state that like obviously not a 1a program by any means and no one really knew much about him because you know no one's really scouting Virginia state uh but he he really uh showed up well in the practices he competed well with the uh the guys from the 1a programs and um it looks like one of these uh, small school prospects who could really uh you know make something of himself uh, and he did a good job in the senior bowl and it uh, sounds like he could be an early day three pick maybe fourth rounder or something like that and um and yeah it's uh it's an intriguing prospect I'm sure that uh, those who were impressive with him around the NFL are going to be digging into his uh, tape quite a bit
1: Another defensive end we can talk about Grayson Murphy from UCLA.
0: Yeah, uh I mean Grayson Murphy was uh he was in the East West Shrine game, not not the senior bowl, but um he, he performed well there. I mean that's you have to count it you have to factor in all the uh the all star games uh here and um you know, while he did not make it to the senior bowl, he was he was pretty impressive in the East West Shrine game and uh he, he looks like a uh like a day three prospect and um, obviously, you know, everyone's gonna be paying attention to uh you know like other other players from his team coming into the draft, but um he's uh he's he's got some potential. He had eight and a half sacks a couple years ago. And um I, I think that uh he, he has a chance to uh to make something of himself in the, in the in the NFL. So I think he can go like the fourth round. Stock down, Edrin Cooper, the linebacker from Texas A and M. So um he kind of uh rubbed Teams the wrong way. Um, he he kind of bolted out of the Senior Bowl and uh, the practices, and then once uh, he got to the interviews with the teams, they were kind of asking him why he did that, and he gave him like uh, a, a pretty poor answer. He said, "Well, you could you should just watch my tape." <laughs> Basically, that's what he said. Uh, so uh, teams came away from that thinking that this guy is uh, just has a bad attitude and may not be worth drafting, and I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, he's a talented player, so uh, there's still a chance he goes somewhat highly, maybe still day two. All it takes is one team to draft him. So if, uh, you know, he could anger 30 te- 31 teams, but, you know, if the one team likes him and he's a linebacker, they can still draft him. But uh, it sounds like teams are moving him down their boards.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment.
0: That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together.
1: I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so
0: many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal.
1: Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile.
1: Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Big time stock up for Quinion Mitchell, the cornerback from Toledo. He's got first round written all over him.
0: Yeah, in fact, he could be the first corner off the board and there's a lot of competition there, but he 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 was one of the huge winners at the Senior Bowl. Maybe maybe the biggest winner. Uh he he was terrific in the in the practices. Uh showed great coverage skills, prevented separation. Uh he's good size, uh really athletic player. Um uh, and yeah, I, I think that uh, along with Terry and Arnold and Nate Wiggins, uh, he is one of the three cornerbacks who in uh as the first quarterback in the draft and looks like a definite top 20 pick uh, come April.
1: Ricky Pearsall, the wide receiver from Florida, was kind of hoping that he might make it to one of the Jets' fourth-round picks, but doesn't appear that's going to be the case after the display that he put on at the Senior Bowl.
0: Yeah, it looks like a second-round pick to me. Um, he, he's... Liz showed really fluid route running ability, a uh, lot of separation, uh, good athleticism. He's really impressive in the practices as well, um, it, it, and both Wednesday and Thursday practices, especially. Um, so, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's going to be uh, – sorry, Tuesday and Wednesday practices. Yeah, he's – I think I, I'd be surprised if he falls out of the second round. Maurice Robinson, the defensive tackle from Missouri, big time stock up with him as well. Yeah, he's got a he's, he showed a really good pass rush. Uh, he's big and strong. Um, he, 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 there's a chance I think that he goes in the first round after what he did. I, I, I have him in the second round, um, and, but I, I, it was he was pretty close, uh, to making it to the first round in my recent mock draft. So, uh, yeah, another guy who really showed out well at the Cedar Bowl.
1: We talked before about Quinion Mitchell, the cornerback. Out of Toledo, how about Chow Smith-Wade, the corner from Washington State? His stock went up pretty
0: good, too, after the Senior Bowl. Yeah, he was great in practice um, all week. And then uh, he he made a, a great play during the game uh, to get an interception. Uh, so it, he, he, he showed, like, a great returning ability, too, uh, on, on his on his pick. Um, I, I think that he's going to be a second-round pick. Um maybe third day a third third round but uh I'd, I'd be kind of surprised if he falls too far uh he's in the second round of my mock draft uh, i moved him up today so um yeah he he was another cornerback who really improved this draft Off
1: big giant defensive tackle justin rogers of auburn six
0: five three forty six his stock rose too yeah he was another guy who played in the east-west shrine game uh, rather than the senior bowl but uh he was impressive as well um yeah, I, I think that uh, he has uh, potential to, to go uh, early day three, um, and he has, he has high upside. So maybe even sneaks into, into the third round, but I think that like round four, round five, stuff like that, uh, some teams going to draft him and uh, hope for a high upside starter in a couple years.
1: Another guy that the Jets might have been hoping could drop to them in the fourth round, but maybe that doesn't happen now, Leighton Robinson, the guard from Texas A&M.
0: Yeah, um, he he was really impressive in practices as well. Um, he was he, he showed us some like nasty and strong uh, blocking ability. Uh, he's not very athletic, uh, but you know he's he's a guard, so it's not going to hurt him too much. Uh, I think that he's going to be a second day pick in the draft. Uh, I have him going to uh, the Lions in round three, um, but you know he could move into round two as well. Layatu
1: Latu, the edge rusher from UCLA. Looks like he could very well be picked somewhere in the top 15, but his running mate, Gabe Murphy, who didn't play in the Senior Bowl, played at the East-West Shrine game instead. He did pretty well, too, so his stock is on the rise.
0: Yeah, uh, he was another guy who shined in the East-West Shrine game, um, and uh, yeah, I, I like there is a lot of talent on that uh, UCLA defensive line. Uh, you mentioned a lot, too, but yeah, Murphy is talented as well. Um, a really good practice week in the East-West Shrine game, so um. Yeah. He. He definitely helped himself. I think that he's. He could be. Uh. Chosen in the third round. Stock down big time for Kalen King, the corner out of Penn State. Yeah. He. He really struggled to cover in practice, and I guess for anyone who watched him this past year, not much of a surprise. Uh. He. He came into the season with a ton of hype, and we had him in the first round. Both Charlie and I are mock drafts. Uh, his first round pick. And uh, he just struggled all year, and then that just continued in the All Star games. You know, as a Penn State alum, I was hoping that he would maybe improve in the uh, in the in the Senior Bowl, Uh, but that didn't happen. He was uh, he continued to struggle, and uh, I have him in the third round of my mock draft. Uh, I think Charlie may have convinced me uh, to to move him out because uh, you know I was already down on him, and uh, Charlie just uh, in his stock reports on on our site was continued to bash him so. Uh, He may be in in, uh, day three before we know it. Speaking of
1: your mock draft, Walter, let's talk about the one that you put together, and then we can get into the one that Charlie Campbell has. And we'll start with who you've got the Jets taking. At number 10, you have them getting Olufashanu, the offensive tackle from Penn State. And at 72, Patrick Paul, the offensive tackle out of Houston, would give the Jets potentially two day one starters a tackle. I think most Jets fans would be pretty happy with
0: that. Yeah, I feel like the Jets really need to address the offensive line, and uh, we'll see what they do in free agency or via a trade or something like that. And who knows? Maybe they can make a couple upgrades that way. They won't have to draft two offensive linemen with the two first two picks. But um, as it stands now, I think they really need to upgrade the blocking. I mean, it was it was just abysmal last year, as Aaron Rodgers found out in his first four snaps, and then Zach Wilson struggled with the blocking all year. Um, both tackles that I have uh, going to the Jets, uh, Fashanu and Paul, they're both really athletic tackles, and that's something that the Jets uh, front office has been uh, interested in. like not just not just from offensive alignment, but uh, overall, just athletic guys with high upside. Um, Fashanu is a he's a massive blocker, but he has great athleticism for someone of mm-hmm. his size. Patrick Paul, great length, great athleticism as well. Um, so I think they're good fits for the Jets. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we'll see. What they do with free agency or, the, or via trade. And uh, maybe uh, by the time the draft rolls around, they'll only have one lineman and go to the depth.
1: Your cohort, Charlie Campbell, has the Jets taking J.C. Latham, the tackle out of Alabama at number 10 and at number 72, Roman Wilson, the wide receiver out of the University of Michigan. I think a lot of Jets fans would be happy with that too. Some are a little bit nervous about Latham just because of his size. He's 360 pounds and people are having a little bit of PTSD because of what went down with Mackay Beckton and the injuries there. But it would be tough to be upset about getting a guy who is that dominant at a top-notch program like Alabama. And as far as Roman Wilson, is Roman Wilson the fastest guy? No. Is he the biggest guy? No. Is he the strongest guy? No. But he always seems to find a way to get open he, of course, played against the top competition for the best team in the country. He's a guy that has a nose for the ball. If the Jets could add a tackle like Latham and a weapon like Roman Wilson for Aaron Rodgers, tough to be upset about that.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, for sure. Like I said, uh, they could go after two offensive linemen, but they, but they also need a receiver. I, I like the joke that you made on uh, Twitter where uh, you said that Nico Hartman had done more with that one catch in the Super Bowl than Alan Lazar did all year for... For the jets and it's true i mean outside of garrett wilson they really had nothing a receiver so uh they have to address receiver as well we'll see if uh maybe they'll make a push for devontae adams or something like that but um i think drafting a receiver in the third round makes a ton of sense so i, I like charlie's picks uh latham um he's you know for someone who's as big as he is he's good athleticism for someone that size obviously not the best athlete uh like just overall uh, but he has a ton of power. You know, he could maybe end up playing guard in the NFL, which is, like, not ideal for, uh, for someone who's drafted that highly. So I, I like Shano better for the Jets than Latham. But um, Latham is still uh, projected to be a good lineman. But uh, Roman Wilson, you mentioned that, like, he has, like, not elite traits with his speed and athleticism and everything like that. I think the one uh, elite trait that he has is the route running. He's really good at getting open. Like you said, he's he's, he's somehow always getting the ball. Um, and that's because he's just great at, at, at his uh, running route. So um, I think he projects as a, a good uh, receiver, too, in the NFL. And that's exactly what the Jets need because they already have Garrett Wilson.
1: Yeah, well, you know the story there. It's all about how you get open, whether that's because of your speed, whether that's because of your size, because say Brandon Marshall, for example, even when he wasn't open, he was still open because he was six foot five and could vertically leap to the moon. So you could just put the ball up there and he could go get it, whether it's because of the route running that separates you, whatever it is that helps you get open, it doesn't matter what it is, as long as you're able to get open and move the chains and make plays. And like you said, Roman Wilson can do that despite not having the elite speed or the elite size.
0: Yeah, and uh, you're, you're looking for, uh, ideally, with receivers who can do all three, or like huge receivers who are super fast and can get wide open. But the, 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 that's not um, – those are kind of hard to find. But, yeah, it, like one way or another, you have to get open in the NFL. Uh, Roman Wilson is going to do that with his route running. Rather than his speed or, or his size, I, I think like he's, he's pretty decent with his speed. He's not like slow by any means. Um, so I, I think he projects as a pretty good uh, prospect. Uh, I also have him third round going to the Saints, uh, but he's someone I, I, I feel like he could sneak into day two. Um, if he performs better than expected at the combine, suddenly people are going to be like, oh, this guy runs routes really well and he's, he's faster than we thought. So um, his combine testing is going to help him a lot. Uh, But right now, I think that round three, like early round three is probably the right area for him.
1: So, Walt, you and Charlie keep doing these mock drafts and obviously the Jets are at number 10. They can move back. They can move up. They can stay where they are. Anything is possible. But you mocked them, Olaf Washanu, Charlie mocked them, J.C. Latham. What are some of the other ways you think the Jets could go there? Okay,
0: well, we talked about how um, maybe they'll uh, address offensive line uh, in free agency or uh, or via trade. So if, if they get two offensive linemen, I think that they probably wouldn't take a, another lineman at 10, uh, although you, can, you could certainly couldn't count that out. I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers could use as much blocking as possible. So if, um, if tackle is off the board, um, I, I think that you're starting to look at receiver. I think um, uh, I, I, there are some really good receivers uh, in this class. Uh, Marvin Harris Jr. is going to be at the top. Um, he's not going to be available at number ten, uh, but the, some of the other receivers uh, could get there. Malik Neighbors um, projects as the number two receiver in this class, although like the, it's a it's a fluid situation, so it could certainly change. It's uh, a really quick and athletic uh, player, um, and I haven't currently going uh, to the team that shares the stadium with you, the giants at number six, but he could, he could slip the 10. Um, it's not out of the question. Um, uh, Roma Dunze is uh, the third receiver I have in my mock. Um, it's great size. Um, it played really well, uh, in, in the playoff run for Washington. Um, I have a number nine to Chicago. So one short, one shy of, uh, of your pick there. Um, but he could, I mean, obviously, if he if, if he's projected to go nine, he could definitely go ten. So um, I, I think that uh, he has a chance to go there. Brian Thomas, um, I have him going number 24 to Dallas, but I think there's a chance he could really rise. Like, he, he's a huge receiver, but he has great athleticism. Um, I think some teams are going to look at him and be like, this guy could be the elite number one receiver in the NFL. Uh, a bit raw, but, like, he's, he's, he's so gifted athletically that I, I think that, um, teams are going to think that he could get there so uh, those are the four receivers I think are would be uh, in consideration for the jets uh, Brock Bowers uh, certainly as well um, you know the jets have a bunch of mediocre at best options at tight end uh, so it's not like tight ends not the biggest need and I, I'm always um, concerned about teams drafting or uh, signing tight ends to big contracts just because it's it's a low impact position even though you know we just saw a Super Bowl with Travis Kelsey and George Kittle um, usually teams that overpay for, for tight ends, uh, they, they often regret it unless it's like an elite player. However, Brock Bowers projects as an elite player. Like this this guy, um, you know, minus the vertical question marks that that, that we may have right now, um, he's very athletic. Uh, he's a mismatch weapon. I, I think that there's a really good chance that he's a top five tight end um, in the NFL for the next uh, 10, 10 to 12 years. Um, so, Uh, Yeah, those are some of the players I'm looking at. I I think they definitely have to go offense. I mean, their defense is great. Um, So, yeah, one way or another, they have to improve their offense. Well, right now, it
1: seems like everybody expects three quarterbacks to go in the top ten, and now you're hearing some whispers, possibly about J.J. McCarthy going up there. You think it's possible that somebody jumps up with either the Jets or above the Jets to try and get J.J. McCarthy? Because if you do want him – You've got the three guys that everybody expects to go towards the top. Of course, Caleb Williams from USC, Drake May from North Carolina, Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner from LSU. And then if you look behind the Jets, there are a bunch of teams that, as of right now, are in need of a quarterback. You've got the Broncos at 12. You've got the Raiders at 13. You've got the Vikings at 11. So those teams could all be a possibility for a quarterback. And then even teams that are above the Jets – like say the Falcons could be looking at a quarterback. So maybe one of those teams trades up above them. What do you think? What's the story there in terms of the buzz with JJ McCarthy? And then as far as the jets sitting at number 10, as of right now, and obviously this is fluid and it can totally change. How do you expect the board to break in terms of who you think will probably be
0: gone by the time the jets pick? All right. So um, you mentioned McCarthy and, I guess there's been some buzz. I I don't know. I haven't been the second round of my mock draft. Uh, Charlie has him in the first, so I, I guess I, w- I would trust Charlie more than myself at the moment. But I I don't know. I'm not a big McCarthy fan. I I think that there, this could be like a Will Levis type situation where like everyone thought Will Levis is going to go in the first round last year and he just didn't. Um, I just I just I don't know. I don't I don't really see it with him. But I, I I get the potential. However, um, I'll give you some good news in that as um, that Charlie reported that Bo Nix. Has gotten a lot of buzz, not not JJ McCarthy. So uh, Bo Nix is actually uh, in the first round for in both uh, our both of our mock drafts. I have him going number twelve to Denver at the moment. Um, so yeah, Denver. You know, Denver is obviously needs a quarterback. There, you mentioned a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. They could certainly move up for him um, if they think that another team could snipe him. Um, so yeah, I think the Jets are in a good spot because. There's a chance that four quarterbacks go in the top 10. So uh, obviously the big three, you have Caleb Williams, you have Drake May, you have Jane Daniels. I think they're both so – all three of those are locks to go in the top 10. Um, or let's just say top nine because Jets have the 10th pick. Um, and then I think a fourth quarterback could sneak in there. I think it's Bo Nix over McCarthy, but we'll see. I, I think it, could, it could definitely be McCarthy. So with that in mind, there's an outside shot that there's five quarterbacks. Um, I think mo- most likely four. Uh, but then three, uh, three definite. So um, we'll see what happens. I think Brock Bowers is a top nine pick. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is a top nine pick block, you know, uh, barring uh, some crazy injury or something like that. Um, so we have the three quarterbacks. We have Harrison. We have, ba- we have Bowers. I think Joe Alt is the first tackle off the board. I don't think he makes it to 10. Um, so that's six. Uh, I think Malik Neighbors doesn't make it to 10. I think he's just way too gifted. That's seven. Dallas Turner, the top defensive player in this class, uh, great edge rusher from Alabama. I think he's in the top nine. So that's eight, and then, um, and then it's a wild card as to who the ninth pick is. Could be a quarterback, uh, could be another receiver. Like right now, I have Roma Dunze with the ninth pick. Um, could be uh, could be a surprise cornerback pick. Could be another tackle. Um, I, I think I think it's wide open right now. So if I'm the Jets, I'm really hoping that ninth pick is a fourth quarterback. Uh, so you get your you either get your second uh, no, you get you either get the number two overall tackle or you get the number three overall receiver. Um, however, if there's five quarterbacks there, maybe that pushes uh, Malik Neighbors out uh, to number ten. Uh, something maybe something crazy like that happens. Uh, so you're you're going to be really rooting for Bo Nix and JJ McCarthy to get some draft and positive draft laws ahead of the draft.
1: Yeah, I think if you're a Jets fan, the ideal scenario at this point. It's that you get as many quarterbacks as possible to go in that range because then it pushes players down to the Jets that they may want, but also it could possibly entice somebody to trade up with them where they can move back, pick up some picks, and still get themselves a really good offensive lineman because, Walt, as we've talked about before, a lot of really good offensive linemen in this draft. There are many that believe that, There's about six or seven guys that are bunched pretty close together. Daniel Jeremiah has said that. You've heard that from Brandon Thorne over Bleacher Report, that after Joe Alt, there's not really an enormous drop-off from tackle two to, say, tackle five or six. And so it'll be really interesting to watch because I think all things equal, the Jets being able to recoup some draft capital would be a good thing considering that they don't have a second-round pick due to the Aaron Rodgers trade. And as you talked about before, Walt, the Jets obviously need to do everything they can to fix that offensive line. And the easiest way to do that
0: is to be able to have as many picks as possible in the first two days. Yeah, for sure. I think that um uh, I think accumulating as as much draft capital as possible is is the best option. Um because, you know, the Jets don't have that right now, uh, because of the Aaron Rodgers trade and whatnot. So um yeah, I think you know ideally like we talked about uh four quarterbacks going in the top 9 would be great uh but yeah even still um let's just say that only three quarterbacks go in the top 9 um i think the jets uh, moving down would would be ideal because then they they don't necessarily get the the prospect they want um it, you know it kind of the, the tackle class like you said it could be ordered any any way really uh depending on what teams are looking for with their schemes and whatnot um, and it, like, obviously the combine performances are going to be impactful, the interviews and whatnot. Um, so it reminds me of the Beckton class where, you know, there, there's so many tackles in that, in that class. Um, unfortunately the D- Jets, uh, they got Beckton instead of some of those other prospects. So hopefully they can make amends for that. And, um, you know, four quarterbacks going in the top nine would certainly help them uh, with their options.
1: Walter Cherpinski, owner and founder, WalterFootball.com. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about the current draft stock after the senior bowl with me really appreciate it you're going to be covering free agency you're going to be covering the draft you've got so much great content as always you and charlie campbell up
0: at walterfootball.com right yeah we have tons of content anything that uh you know anything that has to do with the nfl we have content for it uh we have picks against the spread obviously you know during the season uh we've going to have fantasy football rankings up soon uh box drafts and both charlie and i um we have uh draft uh, stock reports uh, pro- uh big boards prospect rankings all that for the draft we have free agency rankings so if you want to see who the Jets could maybe sign uh we have uh the breakdowns by position and also top 100 um and we're gonna have grades for every signing grades for every trade so That is all at WalterFootball.com and all the content's free. So come check us out.
1: Yeah, make sure you check out everything Walter and Charlie are doing at WalterFootball.com. Check out everything we've got going on at playlegajet.com. And be sure to give us the five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.